I'm Katie. I'm Kylie. And this is You're Not Paranoid. Wait, am I the top or the bottom? You're the top. That's it. She said. Ah, cheese said. The cheese said it first. And it was holy. On the Sunday, it was holy cheese. Holy cheese. Not to be confused with the Swiss cheese pervert. <laughs> was just My favorite murder. <laughs> Episode, can't remember. Episode something, something, something. But it's real funny. And if you haven't heard it, you should look it up. I think it's technically a mini mini episode. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, you're always right, but <laughs> I'll just say I think just to make it feel like yeah, I might like, know too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great. What's that? Oh, I see. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Another booger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Remember that time you told me about your mom? Did I ever tell you this? How you told me your mom one time? Am I allowed to say this? Sure. Your mom was flossing and then accidentally flecked a flo- uh, <laughs> food from her teeth into her eye from the floss. Mm-hmm. I totally did that also. I've done it too since she told me that. Yeah. And I'm like, you passed it on to me. Why did you do that? Oops. Thanks a lot. It's like the power. Like, that would never have even crossed my mind as a possibility. And then I, you know, and you're like, and then you mm-hmm. flick it down and then it like backfired. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, and then it kind of felt minty in my eye. Didn't know you can feel that. What? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the mint burn that you get like in your mouth when you have like a mint or toothpaste in your mouth for too long or like mouthwash in your mouth. Say yes. Sure. <laughs> well, mouthwash. It's like okay. alcohol. Yeah, for sure. Well, sometimes toothpaste is that to me, too. I guess it depends on the toothpaste you use. I use uh, old people sensitive teeth. Oh, Sensodyne? Yeah. This is not sponsored by this <laughs> toothpaste brand. Brands. I used Crest Whitening whatever, whatever. Mm. So it's very like potent feeling. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that burns my mouth sometimes if the toothpaste is in there for too long. Like on my tongue or something. Not that I just do that, but you know, <laughs> just saying. I've noticed. <laughs> and so yeah i'll get like a minty burning sensation similarly if you were to eat hot cheetos and then accidentally touch your eye same concept Oof. you just feel spicy in your eye but minty in your eye Spicier. your eye has taste buds eye buds i don't know Ew. it just feels like that it feels like there's some sensory feeling that you somehow it's kind of like when you smell like a taste of smell do you know what i'm talking about yeah i can't think of an exact example right now <laughs> But when you're like, you smell it, so it feels like you taste it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you are doing both. Yeah, there is very connected. Mm-hmm. The taste and the smell. And the gooey part of your eye that well. apparently has some kind of sensory sound. Maybe you have that thing where people like taste colors or whatever. Ooh. You know, like those weird um, sensory switches whatever and there's a scientific term for it ah. i don't know what it is the um oh what's it called when you have senses in general taste color color senses taste i don't know i was trying to go somewhere with that and i couldn't oh, like think of the any of the words, words? yeah mm-hmm. like probably or like uh a u r a isn't that like <laughs> 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 i'm like oh, isn't that light this? or 
light or something. Aura. Like auras, auras. Auras. Your aura is very... Uh, I don't know these. I wish I could see people's auras. You can do that on TikTok. You can do like a little aura thing. Mm-hmm. And then you put it on yourself. And then it like makes colors, but not like some object. So if you put it on a person, if it senses the energy, who knows if this is real? We're going to say it is. It will sense it, like sense your energy, but then you can like test it and put it on like a... um an object that's not real. Forgot what that's called. In animal. In in animal. Animal cracker. No. In in. It's animal cracker day today. Object. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. That is creepy. I saw it on the news this morning. Okay, I think this should be our episode on, you know what? Because that was really creepy, and I didn't know that. Animal See? cracker just came to me randomly just now. Ooh, this is creepy. Okay, so um inanimate objects and then you can put it on the inanimate object and it doesn't have the like woo 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 colors coming off of it but people will put it on things they think are spooky and then it has energy coming off of it even though it's just an inanimate object so it's like Mm. ooh, what energy is it detecting in the object and I definitely have objects in my house that I think have energy but I haven't done it to that yet but I wanted to talk about it one time so that I can do it and, and then we can talk about it and be like, did it ooh, work? Did it not? That's creepy. I know. Like, in, like, I think I've showed you the portraits of past family oh, members. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no, don't yes. do that. That's the, that is the beginning of a horror movie and I don't want to be a part of it. I know. I don't want to. But also do to, it. I know. I just, I want to see. We also have dolls in our house Ooh. that have been inherited, like several dolls. I still really want to spook my fiance out um, and like put it next to him while he's sleeping and then no. like see him wake up and freak out because I know he will. But I also don't want the doll to break because he's very like, gotcha! like, you know, and when things are, and then it's cursed. like, yeah, and then exactly nothing scarier than like a broken doll, <laughs> like porcelain. Did yeah. I ever tell you about my doll that really freaked me out and she was porcelain? So I kept her face down in her little basket of my clothes. <laughs> when you were a kid (laughs) i'm not joking i think she was like probably worth money that it was like given to me by like a grandparent and i was like oh like thanks like you know like back in the day kids would get dolls yeah i didn't like her not my not my grandma the doll (laughs) i love my grandma and um yeah it was like a porcelain doll that i don't know very lifelike hair she had like the rosy cheeks all that and actually looking back, her basket was also slightly casket shaped. Like it was kind of like, mm. like picture like rounded and then like it goes down and then it squares off at the bottom. Anyways, she had little clothes in there and I just, I couldn't handle looking at her. And so I put her in her thing face down so that when I opened the basket, I didn't have to see her face and then put her way up high in the closet so that I couldn't like access her or her access me rather. That was my thought process. Did do you still have it? Definitely not. Not sure where she is today, but we did inherit other ones <laughs> from other grandparents from my fiance's side. So those ones are way creepier, by the way. Bigger. I've taken a picture of her. I should repost it at some point. Oh, is that the mm-hmm. one? Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, she's. I'll have to do the energy thing on her and see if it works. That's scary. That is. Make scary. sure you're not home alone this time. I know, but that's usually when I have time to do those things because the fiance is very like, like, um, not in a bad way, but like very. What are we doing? Let's go do something like attention needing. 
Mm-hmm. And so, which is great. I love it. But when that's, when he's not there, I feel like that's when I'm like, oh yeah, I want to do these things. And then that's when it leads to the scariness. And then I'm mm-hmm. extra scared because my cat will like look at stuff or the wind or whatever. And it's just scary to be home alone in general. Yeah. Even though I would like it to not be. Definitely is. And even when he is there and he's sleeping, I told you when I'd go to bed and mm-hmm. I hear the noises and I'm like, ew, I'm creeping myself out. Because there's ghosts in the house. Or something else. Like we've talked about before mm-hmm. with the astral projections. And this is a little, I mean, do, should we just go for it with the, um, oh. should we do it this episode? Sure. I was just going to say, speaking of that, that could be another episode idea yeah. is uh, I saw or I was listening to something about dark matter. Yeah. We talked about energy that. Mm-hmm. and how it makes up most of our universe mm-hmm. or not universe, but at least like the planet. I think it does in the universe or too. Universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, there's so much we can't see. Mm-hmm. We only can see our wavelength, which is like, what, 520 nanometers <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> what is it? Or is it 320? It's something 20. Something. Sure. It's fine. We're scientists, but we don't need to memorize every detail of our life or mm-hmm. universe. There's textbooks for that. Yeah. And we're trying to go off script, so. Yeah, go read a book if yeah. you want to know more. And then tell us. <laughs> we would like to know. Thank you. Um, we'll Google it later. It's fine. But for real. So this episode is brought to you by Katie and Kylie of You're Not Paranoid <laughs> Podcast. I'm Kylie. And I'm Katie. And we're getting started. Let's do it. Ding. Boom. Ding, 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 I don't know what that was, but sure. that's our bell for begin. <laughs> I pledge allegiance. <laughs> um, do kids still say the pledge allegiance, by the way? I think so. Hmm. What if they're remote? I wonder if they would still oh, do it. That would be stupid. Yeah. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. Kind of cultish. But... Just a side thought. Yeah, <laughs> I know. When we were kids, we we're like, okay, it's what we do. But looking, looking back, back, yeah. It's kind of like... Yeah. Because I remember my first period was Spanish in high school. So we'd say <gasps> it in Spanish. No way. I, I was, was hoping cool. that's what you would say. Because it's a little bit of a... To <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. Just saying in just Spanish. Just to do it in Spanish or it's just good practice because yeah, you're in Spanish class. I still kind of... I feel like I know it, but... Say it. No. Come on. Let's not. On the spot. Yo prometo. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> Thanks. That's all. I'll That's say. all you know. I'll, I pledge. Okay. Do yeah, you prometo? Actually, yeah. <laughs> you probably I just say to it. this episode. Yeah. You just say it in your sleep. Yeah, you I forget what allegiance is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. My fiance would know. He might learn Spanish. Yeah, he can teach me. For sure. The- they say that once you start dreaming in Spanish or in any language for that matter, that's when you know you've like made it made it <laughs> i know i wish that's something i would like to do because i don't know any other languages i, I mean, mean in terms of dreaming in it we have our own language i feel like like that animal cracker thing mm-hmm. which is kind of like what this episode is going to be about animal crackers how animal are they crackers. made <laughs> <laughs> um but before we do that really quick because you just said we talked about dreams that wasn't even a plug-in for my own thing, but I'm going to say it anyways. I had a really weird dream last night that 
I was on someone's back, like they're giving me a piggyback ride, but we were running away from something. And I think, I don't know, there was something else scary. And then I look back and there's like a bobcat of some sort and it's stalking us and I'm seeing it run, run, run. And I'm like, it's coming for me. Like it's going to get me on this person's back. And the person was really, really tall. So it lunged so high and it must've been kind of a... Either I had a really big body in my dream, but like it just like felt like my legs were big or the cat was small, but I feel like the cat was big. So I must have also been really big, like bigger than normal because <laughs> I, I just remember like, you know, in dreams, you kind of have like a movie perspective. So mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, and like the scene was just me watching it like latch on to my calf and it like dug in and I could like feel its like teeth sinking into my Ew. calf. And then I'm like looking at its eyes and I'm like, how do I get this thing off me? Like it was like stuck on me. It was just like, <clears throat> like with its teeth. And so I like, I like, I was like, how do you do this? And so I was like trying to like, <clears throat> like stiff, <laughs> straight arm its head. Mm-hmm. And then I had to like touch its eye. I was like, get away from me. Like I was trying to scare it and hurt it. And it was really weird because I like cats. And I was like, I don't want to do this, but you're hurting me. And then it like lashed on my other calf. Ew. How it did that, not sure. Defying physics. It was like, (laughs) just like jumped sideways. (laughs) And then we like get, and then finally I like, am able to like get it off my calf. Apparently someone put me down. And then I'm like dragging it in its cardboard box that suddenly appeared into a room. And I'm like, you're going to like, we have to find a room for this. We have to lock it up. And I locked it up. And um, I survived. I just remember, and I looked down, and they're like, and I remember it hurting, like, really bad, too. And I was like, like, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and then we, like, looked down, and there's, like, teeth puncture holes in my calf, and it's, like, bleeding. And then and then I woke up at some point. I wonder if you were getting uh, Charlie horses. Maybe. Like, where your dream matches yeah. what you're Like, you were actually feeling. in pain. It was very specific, like, yeah, yeah. it was so weird, yeah. felt very real, and I felt bad for touching the cat's eyes, but I'm like, how else will you let go? Because nobody likes their eyes being touched. Mm-mm. So, wow. it was weird. I saw a TikTok of a bobcat attacking some lady. Mm. I mean, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> how, how horrible, tell me more. Um, she was on someone's back. Um, no, the lady? Oh, oh my God. I was like, what? <laughs> she was carrying a cat, I think to the vet or I mean like she was going to. And then, so that's, uh, like a ring footage of the driveway and the husband is like getting in the car and then you see the wife with the carrier and then all of a sudden she just starts screaming and you can't really tell why and the caption wasn't very clear so you had to go in the comments and figure out what was actually happening Mm -hmm. and then you just because it looks like it's the cat from the carrier yeah because then the husband (laughs) runs around the truck he's like holding what you think is the cat and he's screaming and then he just chucks it and then everyone's like oh my god did he just like throw their cat oh (laughs) my god someone's like no it was a bobcat so and then you have to watch it again and then and then you like piece it together so a bobcat just like comes out of nowhere yeah you don't even see it when did you watch that video um maybe a couple days ago hmm this is where yeah this is a great episode (laughs) for this so the episode we're talking about is one two three Telepathy. Did you say the whole word? No. Or did I? You're like, tell us. <laughs> tell us. 
<laughs> tell us. Tell us. Oh, it's, that is what it is. Telepathy. Yeah. yeah. It's hard for me to say. No, I always cool. want to say tilapia. <laughs> Which is a type of fish. Yeah. Maybe they have it. Ooh. Cause I, or I also want to say as telepathy. For sure. But you're wrong. No, telepathy. Telep. Oh, that's not really. Yeah, <laughs> that's not. Telep. Now I don't know how to say it. Telep. Oh, Tele- damn. <laughs> telepathy. Tele- no. Telepathy. Telep- Telep- telepathy. 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 No. Okay. Well. Maybe the fish have it. Yeah. We'll just call it telepathy. 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 Because it's your talking. Telepathy. 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 Nope. That's this. Like, um, oh my gosh. 15 minutes later. I know. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the SpongeBob. Thealty Owls Light Tia. Um, or like, what's his name from New York's Hottest Club? It's <laughs> telepathy is when telepathy is everything. when you can communicate and pass on your leprosy through your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This club has all the things. Fish called tilapia. Tilapia. Dang it. Okay, I'm done. That's it. New York's hottest fish joint is tilapathy. Tilapathy. The fish know you want to eat them. Mm -hmm. Anyways. That's fine. And that's it. So here we go. This is what we're talking about. We're amused. Um, Just going to reach for my notes here. So I will be doing, we're switching it up. Katie's yeah. usually the history chick. I'm the history chick. The history chick. <laughs> kind of like the Dixie chicks, but the, the... Well, they're not the Dixie chicks anymore. Wait, what? Because that's bad. Oh, what's a Dix- what is a Dixie Dixieland chick? Dixieland supposedly is like slavery time south. Oh. And also antebellum Ooh. means that too. And so Lady Antebellum is no longer that. And the Dixie chicks are no longer Dang. that. Because apparently the they, chicks? they didn't know what it meant before, and they still named their group after it. I mean, it sounds cute. <laughs> I mean, that's the heart. That's the. I wouldn't have known that, but also I'm I not choosing to name my whole yeah, career I wouldn't after, after name that. something if I quote unquote didn't know. Yeah, but yeah. So that's Lady A, and I think. The Dixie Chicks call themselves like D Chicks, Le Chicks, or something now, or something. Le Chicks, like L, like is that French? Yeah, I don't know. that's a that's a huge twist of events. I was really hoping it was Lady A and then the D Chicks, which is kind of funny, <laughs> that's and like in an inappropriate way. They probably like, well, we don't have it many options here. The Dick Chicks. <laughs> Oh my god! Because if you think about it, Dixie it's like short for Dixie, yeah, but so it's then. also like not too far off. So like, let's just go for it. Dick Chicks, yeah. Okay, so now they're lead le chicks. I mean, they could be lead dicks too, and that would also work, <laughs> but maybe it's too close to the original name. I'm just kidding. And I mean, they're also not. We could make all... a tribute band. Oh my God. And they, we could be lead dicks. <laughs> oh my gosh, but like D I X. So it's like slightly mm-hmm. associated, but not really. But it's also not like inappropriate because it's not like full on Dixie. Mm-hmm. But you also know that it's the same band. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I just want to hear people say, I'm going to the Ledix concert. <laughs> also not talented enough to sing. Can <laughs> you sing? You can sing. No, I can't. Yes, you can. <laughs> and I can play guitar. I'll remember. I'll take some voice lessons. There you go. Or singing lessons. Is that the same thing? Probably. 
Whatever. Voice lessons are like, how do you speak? How do you speak? And like maybe what would benefit me on this podcast? (laughs) How to enunciate. Oh, brother. I'm just saying. And then singing would be like, which I also need technically (laughs) for this podcast. (laughs) What was that? Okay. So telepathy. Telepathy. Um, I'll be doing the history. Oh, that's where we started out with this. The mm-hmm. history tricks, Dixie tricks. I found it. We're back. Okay. <laughs> I will be doing historical telepathy in the past. Mm-hmm. And Katie's doing... The future. Yes. Of telepathy. Practice it. I don't, I don't <laughs> think I'm going to get it. That's okay. I like it. It's kind of fun. Um, so some movies slash... <laughs> shows Ooh, i I feel like i hope i know one i mean lord of the rings they talk about what lord of the rings (laughs) come on have you even seen them (laughs) in the movie theaters no then you can't poop on them well i kind of can't you can't do on lord of the rings (laughs) (laughs) you can't do that (laughs) you can't toot on them because you haven't seen it and you also have to be okay with like well, of course, this is all going to be in, like, if there's telepathy involved, typically it's woo-woo, right? So, like, fairy tales or supernatural, and it's existing in that universe. So you have to yeah, accept that. Yeah, that's probably my problem. That you're not, you're just, like, straight science? Not into the fantasy hmm. sci-fi. But have you given it I a w- chance? No. But there I, you go. I've watched Game of Thrones, and that's probably the only... Same thing, basically. Uh, if you can like- believe in dragons, you can believe in... The Dark Lords or whatever he's called. But it's like this so long and it's like for what the ring. You would understand if you had known what the ring's powers are. So the power of marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not that ring. It's it's a more sinister, more powerful ring. Is it like um, an allegory? Like a story that has a moral point or something. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. There, it's like a. Mm-hmm. It, Thank you for defining that for me. I was like, uh huh. I think that's. <laughs> I believe you. No, but I think that might. It's been a long time since AP Lit. I think allegory was also, but it's like using animals. <laughs> or Poss- like um. Oh, like um, the animal farm, whatever yes. it's called. Is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah. Where'd that come from? That's what's his name's animal farm. Where it talks about like communism. George right? Orwell? Yes. Is it? Yeah, I think so. That yeah, sounds right. I'm going to block that. For sure. We know. moved on from that <laughs> very quickly when that class ended. Anywho, Lord of the Rings, because it's like, I think in that regard, when he's wearing the ring, he you not that you get it, but <laughs> no offense, but you wouldn't there's like a power, <laughs> a powerful darkness. Of course, I'm also not like super great at remembering every detail because it's obviously a series and a book series which i've heard the books are amazing i've only seen the movies but when you have the ring on you're like connected mentally with this like dark power and it like the ring satan not satan but there's another word um lucifer shit. no it's the not balba um Bulbasaur. <laughs> Bulbas- <laughs> that's a pokemon <laughs> <laughs> um, Beelzebub. What? Beelzebub. Mm, I don't know what that is. Bless That's, you. <laughs> I think it's Satan or Satan's brother or something in one of the religions. Stepbrother. The yeah. Stepbrothers, Stepbrothers evil series. <laughs> oh my God. That would be really funny. Um, no, there's a, oh, it's going to come to me later. There's a name for the evil guy with the eye. It's like 
Oh, like a historical one or just in the Lord of the Rings? In the Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay, then I wouldn't know. Crap, I can't think of it. Anyways, so they, like, once you put the ring on, the point is, is that, like, it knows where you are based on, but if you have the ring, you also have powers. And so it, like, communicates and, like, that's It controls t- you or no? Um, like It wants bad. it to come back. Like, it yeah. wants, it's, like, and then the more times you wear it, it knows where you are. I feel like that would be a really interesting episode. Us just talking about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Me explaining it to you. That would be hilarious. The the true, like, diehard fans would hate us. Absolutely hate us. Yeah, there's no way we could cover it in one episode. And then, like, you know, it's like evil eye, but not like the evil eye. It's like a different evil eye, but probably along the same lines. And I'm like, oh, like animal (laughs) form. That's my contribution. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Schmeagle. Oh man, so good. Anyways. Um, you know, Schmeagle is, right? That's the scary thing. It's like, yeah, my precious. So the precious is the ring. Oh, good. I don't like it. That was it. a good impression, wasn't it? Anyways, True Blood is also a one. That's really? A sh- well, I think, okay, pause. I think Snooky? Snooky. Because I haven't seen it either, no, but Snooky. I... Snooky. <laughs> Shit, man. Snooky. <laughs> Dang it. Snooky is a fairy. Spoiler alert. And so she can, like, with her mind. Um, Independence Day, alien movie. There's times where, like, they know what the aliens are thinking back and forth. E.T., also an alien movie. You've never seen E.T.? No. Dude. This is the disappointing. I haven't seen any of these things that you've just mentioned. Poop, man. Anyways. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, The one that I haven't seen but I thought was going to be on the list there's was, also more. I just didn't uh, say all of them. The, no. Do- the Johnny Depp movie. Oh, maybe that's just where my stuff goes. Never mind. <laughs> no, no go ahead. Oh, because uh, you're because yeah. it's like the future. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only see that's true. I'm only thinking about it from like old school. Telepathy. Definition. Communication by one mind to another by extrasensory means. That's the Merriam Webster definition. This was is it okay if I continue? Yeah. Okay, feel free to jump no, in at any time. No, you're done. <laughs> Coined in eight... This is very historical. I kind of went way more historical than I was expecting, but I know you'll like this. So Yay. It's cool. All right, so co- this was coined in 1882. Oh, quite wow. Quite a long time ago. doesn't mean it hasn't happened before that, but that's when it was actually defined. Um, by a British researcher and classic scholar psychologist, very well-rounded, named Frederick William Henry Myers. Yes. Oh, is that from Myers Briggs? Ooh, doubt it, but that's a good oh. question. Um, he was the president of the Society for Psychical Research. Is that like the woo-woo stuff, or that's what they called? That's what they called it in England, but at this time it's Britain. I'm horrible with the uh, geology, geography. <laughs> What kind History. of rocks? What kind of rocks? What what were they rocking out to? I meant oh, geography. Yeah. The but British that's fine. Empire was long since established. Great. So this dude, we'll call him Myers. Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. He actually um, passed in 1903, and after he passed, people compiled his research and his writings. Um, of the unconscious mind into two huge books, which is called The Human Personality and Its Survival of Bodily Death. I feel like I'd like to read that. Mm -hmm. So basically, like kind of like we talked about in the past with several episodes that you can survive beyond 
your body, mm. like the subcon the the consciousness, mm-hmm. not subconscious. There's a difference, I think. But anyways, he knows probably in his books. <laughs> um, he also did an investigation into thought transference, hmm. which is um, let me see here. So while he was alive, he did investigations into thought transference with his colleagues, Edmund Gurney, Henry Sidwick, and William F. Barrett. I felt like saying their names because I doubt they get said very often. So I felt like that was like a tribute to their... Nice. Also, I don't want them to haunt me for not mentioning them. Yeah, they're going to transfer some (laughs) thoughts thoughts to you. Um, Let's see. And then... This was... So their thought transference was then applied to the concept of a coincidence between two persons' thoughts, which requires a casual explanation, and they defined it as the transmission of thought independently of recognized channels of sense. Wow. So they're like really going deep into like, what is... That's really interesting. Yeah. That they were thinking about that so long ago. Right? So like this like... I feel like I'm terrible with dates, but probably around the Emily Dickinson times too. So like all the like mm. when seances were kind of a big deal, yeah. like the early, late 1800s, the early 1900s. Yes. They're real into that stuff. Yeah. And um, so that's what was kind of interesting is the public took this to mean communication between minds, but the original researchers were never suggesting that. They were just saying general communication versus like i know Mm. what you're thinking and you know what i'm thinking so it became like a misconception um and then this then created the distinction two distinctions of types two types of telepathy is what i'm trying to say um so telepathy being one of those and then the other one actually being thought transference so they try to separate those two things out telepathy is what they were thinking was that the transmitter is usually unaware that they're sending anything and the receiver of that message is not prepared to receive it. Therefore, you can't control it and you can't do experiments with it. And it usually um, is influenced by very strong emotions. Hmm. So I'm sure like telepathy and telekinesis will probably overlap like you were saying in your kind of stuff. Um, I think of like Carrie. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Cla- no. cl- classic. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Or she Stephen King, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Sure, and um, but I've seen the movie where basically she has those telekinetic slash. I think it's more telekinesis, but that gets brought on when she's angry. Ooh, and so, but she doesn't know why. And there's like, that would actually be an episode alone that would probably be good too. Mm. But anyway, similar to that concept, the second one being thought transference, which is a um quote, rudimentary faculty that can be experimented with where you're actually like able to transfer that thought specifically. Without communicating it. Without communicating it with your words. So they try to distinguish those two things. Um, Myers argued that like because people were doubting him, right? They're like, or doubting this, like what? That's crazy. Um, (laughs) That was a quote. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, So In response to those doubts, he argued that if there are higher beings, or how he describes, disembodied intelligences Mm. that exist, that telepathy also must exist. 
Some examples that he provided included prayer, where that being a telepathic communication, um, or rather a telepathic communion with higher beings of disembodied intelligences, which I thought was like kind of spooky sounding, even though it could be like quite holy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Let's see. And then they also circled back that the basis of, or his thoughts were that the basis of sympathy and antipathy are what make up telepathy. And then I was like, Mm. what? So then I Googled sympathy (laughs) means feeling sorrow for someone else's misfortune. Oh, yeah, I guess that. And then antipathy is a deep-seated dislike. And so telepathy being able to like... So it's kind of interesting in that way. you're picking up the emotions Mm -hmm. without, yeah. Or transferring them. Yeah. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. So then it goes into this real interesting, and I had to write small because I didn't know it was going to be this detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, so they also talk about um, monitions of approach, which I had never heard of. And those are telepathic messages um, where essentially it's an unaccountable idea of an impending meeting with someone. That's what a monition of approach so an example would be like if you see someone in public who looks like an old friend and then you like do a double take and it's not that friend and then moments later that person actually does appear. Ooh. And so they call um, spiritualists. I feel like we should do an episode on yeah. spiritualists as well. <clears throat> spiritualists say that they come from the projection of the human double of a person that is soon to arrive creepy but it's like stuff like that happens so i know like Mm -hmm. that's why we're talking about it um a historical example was that there was um like in ancient greek times they would say that they knew the outcome of a war before receiving the message whether or not it was won or lost Mm -hmm. and they could never explain how they knew that other than by telepathy Ooh. Isn't that kind of creepy? That's weird. So it could be even more ancient than we know. Dang. Um, in London, 1882, it just kind of bounces around, back to that Society for Psychical Research, the SPR, um, that whole group itself was actually made of very distinguished scientists who were, who their goal was to, who their goal, whose goal was to educate the public on supernatural phenomena. With a scientific approach. Mm. So they wanted to put um, kind of like a reason behind everything. The way we all do. Yeah. <laughs> Many skeptics, um, skeptics, so the scientists did everything that they could do to address like bias and have controls in place and all that kind of stuff. So they wanted to prove that these things are happening, right? They wouldn't be the Society of Psychical Research otherwise. <laughs> and so um, there were, the unfortunate thing was that there's a lot of cases of fraud Hmm. like you know magicians and like people putting on a show and even like the seances and in the movie um oh god what's it called that's a really good one scary movie i just thought of it on the nicole kidman one no but that's a good one too the others Mm -hmm. that you're thinking of the others is another one um where it's like the mom and daughter are like they make money by hosting seances but they're like fake and they're able to like come up with they're able to like basically scam people out of money for Hmm. because they're doing a seance Mm -hmm. and are able to like, they have like all these little mechanics in place to like make the wind blow and make the candles go out. So like trick things. But then 
the scary movie part turns into, oh, there's actually a, a darker being that is there, even though they're like doing all these prank, you know, pranks on people and getting their money for it. Um, that actually there is something else happening Ooh. at the same time. Yeah. So it's like really dark. I want to see Anyways. That. Yeah. That one's actually really good. Terrifying movie. Oh, okay. Maybe not. You may not like it. <laughs> it's a horror film. Anyways. So there's a lot of fraud. And um, so people, these researchers did everything they could to kind of like prove that they weren't being fraudulent with their experiments. Um, so they wanted to address the skeptics concerns, right. To prove, prove them otherwise. So there's this guy named Professor Henry Sidwick, and I mentioned him earlier, I think, and then his wife, Eleanor. I thought that was you growling at me. Excuse me. Um, They performed experiments that they thought on thought transference by hypnotizing clerky and shop assistants, which I feel like I'd be like, please leave me out of this. (laughs) Just trying to work. And they're like, no, no, come here. And so, um, essentially they would hold up like cards with numbers on them and like hypnotize them and blindfold them and be like, what number do you see? And so some, they found that when they did this, um, I don't know all the details. This is very, you know, high level summary, but essentially they found that people were getting it more accurate than their odds of them guessing would have Hmm. been. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they're like, wow, this is like more, they're hitting the answers correctly more than just randomly getting them wrong or more than they would have if they literally were just guessing. I think I just said that, but I just rephrased it. And they found too that if, that there was a difference, and I don't know how they proved this, so this is just fun talk, that there was a difference if they were to put a curtain in front of them, even though they're blindfolded versus not having a curtain. So like them being able to like uh. see beyond the sense, you mm-hmm. know, and that they also struggled if they were kind of like bored or not into it, <laughs> then they're like, screw this. Like, I don't really want to, but if they like were really, I think it kind of goes back to that hypnotizability. Mm-hmm. If they were able to kind of get into it, then they were able to guess right. So it's kind of mm-hmm. creepy and they, I don't think anyone's ever gone into more detail beyond that. Um, but that was kind of cool. And, um, there's also audibly received telepathy. So instead of just being able to like see and visual I guess that was like the thought transference is being able to like see it and then bring it back where there's audible receiving telepathy where this is like the first example I gave where the person sending it isn't meaning to and the person receiving it doesn't know they're expecting it it just happens so in 1848 um <laughs> I don't know where this was correct me if I'm dumb it was the siege of Multan does that strike any Memories mm. of your past. Just kidding. <laughs> 1848. A major general was injured in a battlefield and he thought he was dying. And so he requested um, while he was being taken off the field that they take off his ring and bring it to his wife. So at the exact same time, his wife was woken, like awoke from her, <laughs> woke, woke up from her like deep sleep, distinctly saw him being carried off the field and then heard his voice say, take this ring off my finger and send it to my wife. Later on, they verified that all those things happened like at two different times. I feel like there's a lot of those kinds of stories. Yeah. Or like not necessarily like they see each other, but like the timing. Mm -hmm. Like I most recently heard a story of like um, a soldier who died in Afghanistan Uh and they were able to trace it like the exact time that he passed. His son was born. (gasps) In America. So, so there's just like, 
weird yeah. like timings and Coinc- like coincidences yeah. or beyond that. Yeah. That's what that's why we're curious because we're like, there's gotta be more to this, right? Um, let's see. There's also that is really spooky. There is this journalist and pioneer spiritualist named William T. Stead who would often receive this one's really creepy as well. Automatic writings from the living. So versus hearing it from the dead. So he would get these messages from other living people like randomly. So and then as he would receive them, he would write them down. So there's one and I didn't like. Oh, let me turn the page here. (laughs) There's actually a lot of notes. I don't have to do everything. But he would receive the thoughts as someone is having them almost like they're writing a journal entry. So, yeah, it was super weird. So I was reading through it and one of them was a woman um, was on a train and this man was, she was on the train. It was like her and two other ladies. And then a gentleman came in. I think it was the two ladies left. And then she was alone with him and kind of felt like scared. And then he made advances on her. And as it's describing it, you're like, this is very sexist. It's like basically tried to rape her, but she doesn't say that right in her Mm -hmm. writing. She's like, he tried to kiss me and like, I kept refusing him and had to hit him over the head with, or hit him with an umbrella. And like, she said all these very like detailed things. And then this guy received that message, had it all written down. I don't know how he found her. I don't have all those details, but basically he wrote back to her and was like, you should return the umbrella to him. Like totally dismissing the guy's like advancements Mm -hmm. towards her, which I was like, you know, God damn it. Like <laughs> this is clearly like attempt rape, but whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. just breeze past that. Um, but yeah, so he's able to actually like um, have that weird connection from a distance from a random person and then write it down and mm-hmm. send it back to her. And apparently this happened more than this one time. And she also was ashamed when she did receive his writings back to him because she just said that she hadn't told anyone about it and that she wasn't ever going to tell anybody about it. But somehow he still like knew all the details of it. That's weird. Super weird. Maybe it was him. Ooh, creepy. <laughs> He's like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where there's like this. These kinds of discussions are like, there's always a what if or who mm-hmm. or but. Um, there's also the concept of cross correspondence, which is when two or more people. This was also creepy receive only a part of the message that doesn't make sense until all of the people who receive that part of the message come together. I don't like that one. That one's really weird. Um, I don't have an example, but it was good enough that they wrote it down as one of the types. I will say kind of similar is when people have, like you hear stories of people having the same dream. Yeah. Like on the same night. Uh Uh-huh. That's kind of creepy. I mean, I guess you're getting the whole picture, but. But still, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, like, we ha- I feel like you and I have a lot of, like, the same brain, brain wavelength, like, animal cracker. Mm-hmm. Why that came to me, not sure. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I just watched animal cracker. I'll do stuff with my fiance, I think I've told you this before, where we will know what each other wants for dinner to the point now where I'm like, have I ever told you about this? No. <laughs> where we should, I think I've recorded it before, where we'll just, we just know each other's, like, I don't know if because we have like very similar patterns of eating or whatever, but I'm like, you know, it sounds good for dinner. He's like, yeah. And I'll be like, one, two, three. And then we say it at the same time. And it's always the same thing. Like we always know what each other wants. That's weird. It's super weird. Partially because we are very creatures of habit, I think. But also how would we know what Mm -hmm. each other is in the mood for? Like, I don't know. It's just not that kind of mood. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Food moods. (laughs) Food moods. 
Um, anyways, this is where it gets kind of woo-woo. Telepathy is not limited to humans. Mm-hmm. There was a story of the Elberfeld horses um, where, long story short, they taught these horses how to add, count, subtract, multipl- multipl- multiply, <laughs> multiply <laughs> um, divide, and then square root and cube roots. More than Crazy. And so um, there was a, so this guy was Karl Kral, who apparently was a jeweler in Germany. And um, the horses previously had been owned by another person. I forgot that person's name, but they were called out and saying that when he taught the horses to add, subtract, whatever, that actually the human was giving cues, nonverbal mm. cues that would then suggest like the answers to the horses. And so that's how they were able to get the right answers. So then this guy was like, I'll, I'll prove it. Let's keep going. Bought the horses and then blindfolded them actually had a blind horse did the adding subtracting like in the dark so that there was like no human showing the horses like the correct answers and then also taught them like a phonetic language Hmm. (laughs) and um long story short he was able to show people who came to check out the horses and scientists and whatnot that they really could add subtract multiply divide square root how are they doing it in the dark so I think he would communicate like what's this times this or that times that. The point being like they could, the horses couldn't see the trainer for visual, for visual cues. Yeah, but how does the horse say their answer? So they would stomp. Oh. So if the answer was 34, That's they would do with their left foot, one, two, three, and then their right hoof, one, two, three, four. So it'd be 34. Oh. And then sometimes... Like, they would say, you know, how many people are in this room? Um, Let me see. 24 scientists visited the horses, and they would not accept this, right? So sometimes the horses were in the room, and they're like, okay, how many people are in this room? And the horse, if they were tired, would communicate, like, in their phonetic language, like, I'm tired, or I don't know, or I don't want, like, I don't want to. So the horse was still communicating, <laughs> and these scientists were like, "What the fuck? Like this cannot be real because if you, if you know, horses have this intelligence, then that would be uh, sub quote subver- subversive of the evolutionary theory, meaning like animals can't have the same intelligence as humans. Yeah, or obviously just, this is back in the humans being narcissistic, right? So, um. Like I said, eventually they could spell out their answers and they found that with all the research that the horses had the intelligence of about a six to eight year old child. Hmm. Yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah. So it's like very interesting. Um, there's also stories of dogs who were taught by a lady named Dorothy Meyer um, between 1974 and 1975. So even more recent. And Maurice Rodin wrote about this in the 1978 book called The Talking Dogs. Mm. And there's like, I think they said there was like 500 hours of training or something. It was like significant amount of training. And they're super duper talented and all the things. So I'm wondering if it's kind of like we talked about just earlier. I was going to say we were just talking about this earlier with the the TikTok dogs and the buttons. Yes, where they hit like no, no, Mm -hmm. no. (laughs) Or if there's like I follow Lola. I forgot what her whole handle is on Instagram, but like you follow one that's called Bunny. Bunny. Yeah, and they'll be like, do you want to go for, like, what do you want to do? And, like, walk, 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 walk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or, like, food, food, foods, treat, 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 or whatever. Yeah, because Bunny has, like, a whole, 
like, I don't know how, like 20 or 30 buttons. That's crazy. And so he or she, I don't know what the gender is. But, I hope she's a she. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Bunny, like, there was one where now they're so, like, they've grasped such, like, good amount of the language that now it was, like, asking existential questions. And one of the TikToks where he, like, looks at the mom or, like, the human mom uh-huh. and is, like, why dog hmm because then it even has like a question button yeah. where they go hmm and so it was asking like why am i a dog whoa it's like weird stuff like that You're so like, why are you asking these questions? yeah it's very smart because it'll be like why dad upstairs like why like it'll ask like it Asks, i don't know it's crazy that is totally totally wild oh my gosh yeah and there's more recent studies of dogs where they did like um, the question of like, are dogs actually understanding the words we say or is it like the tone? So they know if it's a good, like we're going to go on a walk. Cause they yeah. know like that high pitch means something good. Yeah. And so they would say like treat with like high pitch, low pitch, and they would only react to like the words like treat or walk. Like they would say like just random stuff in high pitch and low pitch and they wouldn't really get excited for the high pitch. Hmm. So, like, their conclusion was that the dogs are actually knowing the words. Fascinating. Which would make sense it, with mm-hmm. the bunnies and the, right. the Lolas. It's probably specific types of dogs, too, with yeah. certain levels of, like, wanting to even communicate, right? Mm-hmm. Versus, like, the worker dogs tend to be, like, very, I feel like, attentive and, like, yes, tell me more. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be trained. Yeah. Whereas, like, labs are, like... <laughs> I fetch ball. Yeah, like, where is treat? <laughs> treat, treat, treat. Nap, nap, nap. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. But, I mean, while well, you think of it. Yeah. I mean, we've taught dogs to detect cancer, drugs, like dead people. <laughs> <laughs> like, so many things. And there's the potential for so much more. Mm-hmm. Especially in, like, the healthcare. Like, yeah. Sensing. So... That's so true. That would be a good episode, like dogs and their sense of like able to sense things. Well, and then like the story of the cat in the nursing home. Uh huh. They call oh it, the like, cat the, of death. Yeah, <laughs> that like knew it would like sit on the people. It knew it was going to die. Yeah. Why but am it's I like, smiling? How did I know Sorry. that? Yeah. And was it trying to comfort or like? I say yes. My cat does that. Not that I'm dying, but it knows when I'm like sad or something. Not mm-hmm. it. Yankee knows when I'm sad or something, and I feel like he's extra like cuddly. See. Hmm. We should do an episode about that, like animal senses. Mm -hmm. What I was going to say is not to argue, but to. (laughs) Wow. Okay, fine. She's like, like, I don't care. She's like, you're all wrong. (laughs) Um, There was a guy that did a similar kind of experiment, obviously not um, a real experiment, but just like a TikTok or whatever, a YouTube video where he was using his voice in different inflections to, to, kind of prove what you were saying how high pitch is like mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you're saying mm-hmm. so for his dog it really didn't matter mm-hmm. so he was yeah he would like you're a bad dog you're the or no, i just said the bad i did negative negative he was like you're such a good dog i love you so much and the dog's like all like cowering and scared <laughs> and then he, he's like you're a little asshole you're the cutest <laughs> little asshole i really really hate you and the dog was all like excited and happy so like it could kind of yeah. it probably just depends on the dog on what they're mm-hmm. able to you know understand but yeah 
that that Aww. video made me laugh really hard because he was like yelling at her sweet like with sweet words yeah. and then being like really big jerk but like with cute words or mm-hmm. tone anyways you get it but yeah so they're able to t- uh teach the dogs how to communicate even back then hmm um the last one that i have here was um mm-mm-mm. Oh, yeah. So this one was a a case from the SPR, volume 35, oh, wow. 1926. I think there were several cases. I'd like to go through their little, like, archive. I think mm-hmm. that would be really nice in a spooky way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice and spooky. Perfect Sunday afternoon. Um, so seance, they were saying that seances also have, like, a form of tele- uh, telepathy, maybe with the dead. Oh, yeah, like Meyer was was saying. Yeah, so like that you can communicate with that, what was it? Disembodied intelligences? Yeah, dang, girl, you good. Thanks. You're welcome. Kylie quizzes me at the end. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me everything I just said back (laughs) verbatim. Um, So to prove their identity, so anyways, uh, da-da-da-da, this guy, which one is his name? He is... S.G. Soul hmm. was his name. He went into a seance with a medium. I feel like mediums would also be a great episode. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk to one. Um, where he was hearing the voice of his deceased brother. And I don't know if this was S.G. Soul's brother or this or the medium's brother, but essentially to prove their identity, they asked that the voice give details, and they talked about how they buried a year ago before they died, um, a buried a lead disc. That's how you know the date of this. <laughs> um, in a specific location at their home. And then they went there and they found it in the exact location that they said they buried it. This was later found to be a fraud. And oh. they moved it and totally tweaked the stories and whatnot. So it made it look like it was real. But come to find out, SG Soul was a huge fraud and fake and would try to pull these off all the time. And so that's where it kind of like the historical part is so hard to prove and whatnot Mm -hmm. because they had a lot more time on their hands to do these things (laughs) and do these little experiments. But also there were people looking to make money off of it and scam everybody. So it's hard to know Hmm. for the historical ones what was real and what wasn't. Interesting. Especially since, like, back then there was no social media. It's all word of mouth, so mm-hmm. it was a lot easier to scam people into yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Although, nowadays, people are still getting scammed, so. Yeah. Unfortunately. Just different ways. Everyone wants to believe. Want to know more about us and stay in the loop? Join our YNP listener letter, where we will keep you up to date on new episodes, give you access to choose episode topics, and share some behind the scenes. You'll see it in your inbox first. You can join our email list by signing up on our website, www.yournotparanoid.com. See you there. Hey friend, we want you to be part of our podcast. Share a story, topic idea, or a question you'd like us to answer, and we'll feature you on the podcast. Send it to us at yournotparanoid at gmail.com or over on Instagram at yournotparanoid, and we'll share it on the show. Want to hear your own voice on the episode? Now you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash ynp. Our pod is your pod. Now back to the good stuff. Now tell us, Katie. Yeah. Why should we believe? We should believe because the science says so. Um, or do we? 
So the this article is from medium. Speaking of mediums, oh, I love medium. Medium. dot com. The science of telepathy and psychokinesis. Mm. So that's the other word that I found here. That means to control obje- objects with your mind. I thought, like you said, it was telekinesis. Mm-hmm. But Any, sure. Anything with your probably mind and moving equals kinesis of yeah. the brain. So psycho. Or by the brain, rather. Okay. So then the article kind of just has some general, uh, kind of like a Debbie Downer of like, <laughs> the science today says... No. <laughs> um, the brain takes up 25% of our daily calorie intake. Wow. However, the brain, as we know it now, cannot receive signals uh, just by science hmm. ways. Uh, and the electrical signaling in our body is too weak to transfer it out. And this is by science principles. Like- Let's inject ourselves with electricity. <laughs> Uh, please don't inject yourself with electricity. Uh, um, however, we can measure our brain signals with things like EEG and MRI scans, which they theorize in the scientific field would actually be like the way we would go about this Mm -hmm. if we want to do the like thought transference and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they also think that those would be way more accurate lie detector tests. Ooh. So. I like that better. Yeah. But also like, ooh, like they could get to the level of actually reading your thoughts. Would That'd be a whole other like (sighs) legal. Invasion of privacy. Yeah. It'd be like the, like a, a scientific fifth amendment. Yeah. Like. You can't scan my brain because there might be incriminating thing, <laughs> things in there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ugh. It's like unlocking like, that powers. Yeah. Or like having to separate like imagining versus true recollection of what you've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then it's like how would – it was like are you going to give the police that power to like s- scan people's brains? Yeah. And stuff like what that. What if you don't remember everything but the scan can see it all? Yeah, and then it's like – like you're saying, can the scan be sensitive enough where it can distinguish dreams or thoughts versus mm-hmm. your actual memory? Mm-hmm. Whatever, trying to repress done. these things could be used for psychology, yeah. though, and therapy. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Tell I don't us know. more. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. So the idea behind it in the scientific field of today would be. Building a library of what they call thought patterns onto a computer system from scans of the brains, like the EEGs and MRIs, in order to, quote, like, read the Mm -hmm. thoughts. So it's kind of like a combo of brain scanning and then, like, AI and, like, computer algorithms that can, like, they know what those brain signals mean Mm -hmm. and are able to translate them into, like, the English language. And that's where I was thinking that Johnny Depp movie comes into play. I haven't seen it. What's it called again? I don't know what it's called, but it's the one where they basically download his brain. Yeah. Yeah. So, and there's also, I think, um, one of the science, I don't know if actually it's on the science channel. Channel to be determined, but like the Morgan Freeman through the wormhole. Yeah. I think they did an episode with um, 
Johnny Depp. No, <laughs> but with people that are doing that kind of research. Because the brain is something we really don't know a lot about still mm-hmm. and how it works, but that is the theory. If you can treat the brain like signals and patterns as like, if you can translate it somehow to computer speak, yeah, then you could like have the like the language of the brain in a computer sense yeah and then the algorithms could then spit out like translate it yeah which is funny because that's the same as a human just translating their own brain thoughts Mm -hmm. but without communicating i guess Ooh, that's the telepathy part yeah so that's kind of the the creepy part and then the more like hippy dippy or just kind of creepy aspect is if you take that a a step further some people theorize that's how you could live that's one way you could live forever because you could download your brain Mm. onto something Mm -hmm. and then i mean i guess that's the theory of like everything is in your brain like your soul yeah subconscious then you could live on through the chip and then they put it into a like a robot or whatever Ooh, or like the matrix download it well, sure. Download the Matrix. I mean, like you can download <laughs> your. Yeah, I feel like there's so many movies like this. Hmm. So I thought that I don't know. It's kind of like it's interesting, but also kind of scary. Yeah. Because it's like you don't. I feel like a lot of times you don't know the negative implications of stuff until it's already been done. Cue the social dilemma. Cue. <laughs> Just recently in the news, scientists have successfully spliced monkey and human genes into an embryo no why come on guys what are they doing haven't they seen planet of the apes (laughs) jurassic park yeah well planet of the apes is like at least it's like actually that i don't know that they're splicing their genomes per se but they're they're apes that are able to and that's very generic but like orangutans and like chimpanzees and gorilla i almost called them humpback Humpback gorillas oh my god (laughs) silverback gorillas stop oh my gosh that's hilarious it's some um, sort of back <laughs> yeah silverback gorillas anyways you get the point where they're able to communicate like humans and but they're also like 10 times stronger than humans Ooh. so like but they're also being experimented on so then they over they're able to communicate and overpower and get out of their captivity See, you gotta be careful so yeah i don't know it's a slippery slope i know and that's what's crazy too is humans and apes aren't so different genetically i think it's like 0.01 or 001 yeah i mean we're also very close to like sea slugs so (laughs) i mean it's just more of like how it would look yeah or like what the specific differences are (laughs) oh my god uh okay sorry no it's okay uh yeah so that um but in order to do that, we would first have to know how the brain processes the information mm-hmm. and then be able to relay that to a computer. So, and that's where it comes in of like, we really don't know a lot of the brain mm-hmm. and like how it works. What does the brain do? How would we know? Because we'd have to use our brains. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so wild to me. It is kind of crazy. Like, I wonder if there are human volunteers out there who like want their brains to be experimented on. Like while they're alive? Yeah. Like while they're talking. Have you seen those ones? Yeah. Like where they're able to like, 
Like, ooh, now I'm smelling like whatever. Now I can't see. <laughs> I now I can't. Like, you know, they're poking, mm-hmm. like probing different parts of their brain while they're awake. I feel like that's yeah. now barbaric, obviously. But if there are people who are willing to do barbaric studies, barbaric for the sake of science. Oh, that's a good ethical. Yeah. Question. I bet there are. Yeah. And then all the serial killers are like, yeah, you don't have a choice. You will be part of this study. Yeah, because it's like what makes their brain different. The, we, the warrior gene. The warrior gene. But then, combined with trauma. Yeah. Combined with bad life choices. Because it's like, can you reverse that? Because there's studies that show you can reverse epigenetic stuff. Right. So it's like... Ooh. Warrior gene, splice it out, but then it's mm-hmm. in all your cells. So what part of the cells do you need it to be active for it to happen in your brain? Therefore, we will do studies on their brains. <laughs> Full circle. <sighs> this um, is also just a discussion. We're not saying we should actually do this. Yeah. It's just our humor slash curiosities. Curiosity of the brains of which we do not know much. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there are some technologies that we already have that kind of do this. Specifically for people who are paralyzed. <gasps> Stephen Hawking. Yes. Um, where they can play computer games and control prosthetic limbs and et cetera. Well, that's cool. So it's kind of using that technology on a different level. But they are controlling it with like eye movements or, you know, their brain. That's more brain to a specific location yeah. versus just brain to brain. Mm-hmm. Or brain to computer. Ooh. By the way, rest in peace, Stephen Hawking. Yes. Um, what's that one? Context clues. I know. I'm going to read the rest of the sentence. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so for the future, they propose that you could be able to train a person to manipulate their own brain patterns. So then these brain patterns would be read by a chip that's been implanted in their brain cue black mirror Ah. um and then via the chip you send those brain patterns to a computer that could process it and then the computer would carry out the function or the command to that corresponding brain pattern so that's where it's kind of like it could be it's like scientific telekinesis Mm -hmm. or psychokinesis as this article calls it because like so if i have the chip in my brain and i know how to use it and then my my house is like decked out i could think to the chip like turn on the lights and then the computer would run it yes and then the computer would have control of the lights and it would turn it on type of thing so you'd have like it's like the next gen smart house like bluetooth for your brain yeah it's like bluetooth brain like did i lock the door and then you just like stop and think for a second and then like door locked that would be so convenient yeah but it's like what if you're dreaming about like a weird Ah! dream like you'd have to be like able to turn the chip off i feel like because or like how like if your neighbor's brain chip like has a cross a signal. newer upgrade oh and like yeah stronger oh my god and then if like apple had a chip then you'd have to upgrade it every two years because it would stop working and that's how like yeah or like your memory bank you can just like put it to the cloud yeah. oh i'm sorry you have too many thoughts for this month would you like to upgrade <laughs> that is so horrible oh my gosh or like cross you know they have like um when like uh what it's called where you're Mm, walkie-talkies like overlap or you're on the same channel mm-hmm. and you're like shit I gotta get off my channel like you're unlocking or locking or someone's on your wi-fi but mm-hmm. but more intense because they're yeah. in your brain you know yeah that and then that could be the whole other like 
uh, like government military espionage is like hacking those chips. Brain hacks. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> you have like for bad. <laughs> and then you have like futuristic zombies. <gasps> yeah. Because they're controlled by the chip. Ooh. Yeah. See, when it comes to that kind of implantation, I think I'm going to be the old people mm-hmm. that are like, nah. No, thanks. No, thank you. But it would be cool, like The Matrix, where you could just download, like, how to do a dance, like, on TikTok. <laughs> and then I'm just, like, like doing this, like, cool dance. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, noted. Like, yeah, like, I did it, you know? Yeah, because that would be the, I would assume, if you knew, like, one pathway of, like, converting brain patterns to computer mm-hmm. speak, theoretically, you should be able to reverse engineer, of like, sending the signals to the brain yes for learning and stuff that's it yeah that's kind of what i i think i took it there before you said it (laughs) (laughs) i'm like let's learn how to just want to dance want to dance where the dances yeah um but then the article kind of goes back down to like no like reality tooting Um, in our parade yeah they're tooting on everything (laughs) um However, it says things like being able to lift a car or start a fire with your mind violates the law of conservation of energy because our human bodies do not output enough energy to accomplish those things. Brain battery packs. Yeah, it says without help. So that like... So there's a chance. (laughs) I mean, especially like if the chip could like also be like a battery that would supply those Mm -hmm. things. And then you could be your own superhero or whatever. I was just picturing like, oh, my chip's like low and you just feel like really dumb. What? <laughs> like I could just imagine like having to charge your chip. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're just like, yeah, it's like in your ear, or, like behind your ear, like a USB in your like <laughs> spine or something. And you're just like, oh, like I'm feeling kind of like, why do I feel so like dumb? Like how I <laughs> called like a humpback oh, gorilla. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my... And you're just like, look at your watch or whatever. You're like, my chip is low. Mm-hmm. You're like, just like at the coffee shop. So instead of like <laughs> drinking coffee, you're just like plugged in. You're like, sorry, I can't... Like, I'm going to be a little late for lunch. I have to charge my brain chip. Like, can I borrow your charger? And then it becomes like an actual like problem because one of you needs to have a chip charged in order to mm-hmm. like function. Yeah, because you know then we saying? learn... Like, we don't learn how to actually use our brains. Mm-hmm. We just depend on everything around us supplying it mm-hmm. in order to get it back. We also have to have it plugged in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the evolution where, and that was one of the things I learned or read about on our alien episode where it was like, why haven't we seen alien life? And it was mm-hmm. like other civilizations could be so much more evolved than us that their life in quotes, it's all like on computer banks Ooh. or like whatever. So it's so small, like you wouldn't see it. Yeah. So it's like, ooh, what if that is like the progression where like we're all just little hard drives like yeah. on a network somewhere. Like all some of point. it's like virtual reality, mm-hmm. cue black mirror. Yeah. yeah. Cue like, and then we're all going to get like fat and just like move ourselves around like on Wally. That or like is really- the whole like human bodies become hosts. Or like they don't even, they're not necessary anymore. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like a host for it in like a metabolic setting signal standpoint. Yeah. But it's like, would you end up having like, so if we do all just become like hard drive chips Mm -hmm. where we don't even need our bodies, would you still need humans to like do the initial transfer? They still need to reproduce to create more souls. But maybe that's part of the extinction. 
that we just or you just can have like little like digital babies or something Ooh, digi babies <laughs> tamaguchi tamaguchi tamagotchi tamaguchi yeah 2.0 yeah and then that's the and then that's how we're alive is because aliens keep us alive for their tamagotchis mm-hmm. tamaguchis digipets yeah that's so interesting that got creepy isn't that yeah. weird though can you imagine yeah and then like maybe the logarithm just creates like what your genetics would be with like mm-hmm. that person and then create like yeah like virtual babies and then we would probably be able to think of some way to self-generate the power so we wouldn't need the planet necessarily to be in like prime mm-hmm. conditions I'll also cue the matrix where everything's gone and it's just like robot and spider robots and Mm-hmm. But you haven't seen it. But you need to watch it. <laughs> it kind of sounds like it sounds. What we're that's why I like about. it because it's like kind of creepy in that you're like, oh, I could imagine this being real life because you would never know. Ooh. And then they just like recycle your body, and so you're like just like a. Ho- that's what I'm saying, like a host. Yeah. You're just like there to supply the natural chemical or the um, electrical pulse that happens, but you're still plugged in. Mm. Creepy, deep, creepy. And I think that's kind of all I have. Mm. So. And then that's, uh, came, you watched that video, right? The chimp video that Tesla yeah. put out. I think it was Tesla or was it part of Elon Musk's like bigger company? Yeah, whatever. Um, it's something. Space, is it SpaceX? But he has like a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he's very smart. Um, He would be an interesting episode topic too. Just to be like, let's talk about who he is mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the craziness he's trying to create which is yeah it's all perspective right what's crazy and what's not but yeah the video that we watched was that basically what's going off what katie said it was a macaque which is a type of um ape able to she was able to play pong like the old school pong with her hands at first and they gave her banana smoothie as incentive to keep playing and she's really good but then they were able to connect kind of like Bluetooth or was she hardwired? I can't remember. There was a chip in her brain. That's what it was. They actually did put a chip mm-hmm. in her. Thank you. You just said that. And so it connected to the electrical impulse connected to the computer for the game. And so they're able to predict or detect rather what she was signaling to the computer to play. So even though she was still holding the joystick and playing Pong, it wasn't connected or plugged in. So it was just her brain moving and playing. And yeah. that's how this whole... So it's like the... Yeah, that's where we it's got already the happening. idea. And then this article is basically like, yeah, that's how you would do it. And they're doing it. And they're doing it. And it's like, oh. But I feel like we should know all we can know about the brain before we start messing with it. Yeah. But I mean, if someone wanted to like give me smoothies and milkshakes... I was just going to say that. It's so funny. <laughs> like, I will also volunteer for endless smoothies. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then back to like communication with like dogs and animals and stuff. Um, you know, I hate saying monkeys generically, but generally speaking, when they do research on like apes and whatnot, they are able to, and chimpanzees, they're able to communicate too and like sign and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we have zero and dolphins are super smart. Like Animal intelligence would be a great episode. Yeah, and I feel like, like I was saying earlier, like I feel like the human race is so narcissistic that it's like we're separated from the animal kingdom because we're the only creatures that are self-aware and can think and have emotions. And it's like, mm, I don't 
think so. It's like you there's videos or proof of like elephant moms grieving over a a baby elephant that died and mm-hmm. all the, there's like so much to prove that animals feel on some level. Yeah. It's totally insane. Um but yeah, it's it's, it's just wild. I would love to talk about that more. Mm-hmm. on an episode like what to what extent animals can actually actually i was talking to my fiance about this the other day it's like people like just like you're saying we're nar- humans are generally narcissistic in the way that we do think we're on top but if you really want to go there viruses are on top because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're able to hijack us mm-hmm. and it sucks hence yeah. covid and everything else yeah that's true but yeah, I don't. I don't think. I think in our lifetime, the the concept of the animal kingdom or like the hierarchy of intelligence will probably move from a tr- pyramid to like something more fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's one of those things too, where it's like if we just always thought we were on top, then we why would we study them? So it's kind of more of like we're just now getting that information. Yeah, because people are like curious about it. Totally. And never really giving credit to animals that mm-hmm. they deserve. Yeah, let's credit the animals. Animals deserve all the credit, all of it. Cute puppy talk. Yeah, so don't bite us. Yeah, so be nice. We feed you. <laughs> <laughs> we respect you. Yeah, you so. have emotions. Yeah, and you- that is tilapia. Tilapia, pithy. Tilapithy. Tilapathy. Yeah. Am I and saying it right? You are telep- okay. telepathy. Tele- oh, tele- I was saying telepathy. Yeah, tele- telepathy. Telepathy would be spelled like a telephone, T E L O, and then pathy. Tel- telepathy. Telepathy. Got Good it. <laughs> and Katie knows how to say a word. We learn as we go. Indeed. We try. Yep. It's what it is. It's fine. It's fine. Thank you <laughs> for listening. Thanks. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Adios. Hey, we just wanted to let you know how much we appreciate your support. If you are enjoying the podcast and want to support us, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, and subscribe to our podcast. Every rating and review helps us grow our podcast and grow our community. Thanks again. 